Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Our buddy Jeremy Rutherford is on the line on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Michelle Smallman is here. Jeremy and Michelle, do you know why they only put 239 beans in Irish stew? No. Why, Randy? If you put in one more, it would be too farty. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thanks for the dad, Joe character. <laughs> I figured a couple of St. Louis people would get that. Wow. Good yeah, one. Good yeah. one. For sure. <laughs> You're laughing hard, JR. Well, I'm laughing because uh, beans and, and farty. <laughs> How you doing? Good, doing well. You know, Randy, I've always told you that you're great at the teases. Uh, you know, in the back of my was joining you pretty soon, coming on to, to talk about the blues, of course. And, and as I pulled into the driveway and you said, coming up next, we're going to talk about Jake Allen. I was like, oh, great. I can't wait to hear this. Oh, shoot. I'm going on. It's <laughs> <laughs> me. I forgot for a second. Yeah, you teased me and you got me. Uh, first thing, were you surprised that the Blues were able to move the $4.35 million? No, I don't think so. I think that, uh, you know, we've been talking about the Blues possibly dealing Jake Allen for a couple of years, guys, and there was just so much term left on that deal the past couple of years, two, three years left. And so I think everybody thought when you got it down to one year, there was a possibility that they could uh, could move that four point three five. And then when you add to it the fact that he had played very, very well the last year and a half or so, two years, you know, I think it was a possibility. Now, the one thing is this goalie market's going to be flooded with a lot of guys available and then also uh, some free agents. And so, you know, this soon, uh, maybe a little bit surprised, uh, but it sounded like Montreal wanted him to be the backup for Carey Price and obviously just had to give up the uh, draft pick. So I'm not really surprised that they were able to unload the contract. JR, how much does this say about the Blues' faith in Jordan Bennington? I think a lot. I think Doug Armstrong said it yesterday when he said, when we think of Jordan Bennington, we think back to the 2019 Jordan Bennington. And while it was just one season, he was absolutely terrific, uh, Michelle. And and pretty good this year, not as great as the Stanley Cup season. Uh, But I really don't think you can put a lot of stock into that playoff. First of all, you know, I think it's a misconception. A lot of people say he was bad the entire time in Edmonton. And and those first couple round-robin games, the exhibition game, uh, really good. So, uh, sure, you're going to look at the playoffs as when he needs to perform, and he didn't. Uh, but I think that uh, the Blues definitely showed a lot of faith in making this move, saying that Bennington is their guy. JR, when this all happened, I think all of us naturally thought, okay, they're starting the process of clearing space to sign Alex Petrangelo. Even if Petro would sign for a, a salary commensurate with the other top paid guys on the team, even if he would take. St- seven and a half million a year it would be a chore for the blues to get to that level of salary cap space wouldn't it yeah it definitely would i mean you're going to save uh, some with the jake allen contract he made the 4.35 million but you still bring up billy hughes so counters that by 750,000. so there's 3.6 million in savings there uh, but the blues sitting now with about six and a half million dollars of cap and still have to sign Vince Dunn as well as Alex Petrangelo. So you still need to definitely get to 8 or $9 million, uh, to get Petrangelo in the fold. 
And then uh, if you think about Vince Dunn, you're adding at least a couple more million. So, you know, we've been going back and forth on this uh, for weeks, that Jake Allen would be one of the guys possibly that would have to get moved, uh, potentially an Alexander Steen buyout. But Doug Armstrong this week, he didn't sound like a guy who wasn't bringing Alexander Steen back. And I still question whether you would be able to move Tyler Bozak with $5 million left on the final year of his contract. So those are the types of things that are definitely going to happen to get to that number to keep Alex Petrangelo. And uh, Doug Armstrong took one step yesterday, but there's definitely two or three more left. J.R. Army said to Randy and I when he joined us that he and Petro had to find that number, that number that would make sense for both of them. After you hear the news about Jake Allen, do you assume that they have gotten to that common ground? Well, when I uh, heard about the Jake Allen trade yesterday when it went down, that's kind of your first assumption is maybe there's been some progress made uh, with Alex Petrangelo, but uh, that's not the case. And, you know, I think Doug Armstrong, though, he, he's so smart and that he has to get his ducks in a row. And, and he realizes that if you're going to sign Alex Petrangelo, at some point you're going to need that, that cap space. He said it a week ago when he said that, you know, if we can find some common ground with Alex Petrangelo, then we're going to have a lot of parts to move. But in the NHL, deals are there when they're there. So if you bypass the, the move with Montreal yesterday, and let's just say you wait another week or two or three, look, we're a month from free agency. If you wait and then you try to circle back with one of these teams, maybe Montreal already got their goalie. Maybe they already made a move. So I think it's a situation where Doug realizes what that common ground is going to look like. And while they're not there yet with Petrangelo's camp, He's got to find a way to clear that space. He found a deal that he liked getting picks back from Montreal and uh, and made the move. So I, I think he's just got to do what he's got to do at the time. JR, with the signing of Perunovic, who was the Hobie Baker Award winner, and the presence of Mikola, do you think it's a lock that Vince Dunn is on the team to start the next season? No, and it's a great point. I, I don't think that's an absolute lock. I think that uh, Vince Dunn is a good player. I think that he's a guy who uh, doesn't have much leverage because he doesn't have arbitration rights. Um, and they do have some depth at the position. But as you mentioned, Mikola, what's he played? Five games in the league. Uh, Perinovich uh, is going to be a rookie and undersized at that. Terrific player, Hobie Baker, but unproven until he gets uh, to the National Hockey League. And so I don't know that a team with a championship window that Doug has said has uh, got a couple more years left um, can take uh, an opportunity to, to move events done and count on a Mikula and a Scott Perinovich to come in and get it done. But, you know, it seems like they've been disappointed with Vince Dunn the past couple of years in terms of uh, what kind of shape he's been in. And then we saw in the postseason after missing so much time, uh, he didn't have a good playoff. So I don't think it's a lock, uh, but I would be a little bit surprised if they decided to go that direction just because of the youth on that side of the defense. And by the way, I, I understand the youth is there, but if you're trying to bring Petro back and maybe have him play the left side next year, if you're getting close on Petro, another vulnerable salary might be Gunnarsson at a million seven fifty. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, the thing I've thought about that. The only thing is, it's not much savings if you uh, if you do move him, and it sure is uh, good to have a veteran like him around. He, he's not flashy. He's probably not going to be in the lineup every night, and I think people are. Uh, probably, um, you know, not in, in enthused when they watch him play in that top pair with Alex Petrangelo. However, he does, he is a serviceable player. And, and so I think you throw in Perinovich or Mikola and, and you see some mistakes. And this is a team that, that's going to win now. 
you'd like to have that steady player in Gunnarsson. Uh, to me, I wouldn't be surprised if they moved him, but I think at that salary, it probably makes sense to hang on to him a little bit longer. Jerry, you mentioned the Blues championship window. How open is that window if Alex Petrangelo doesn't come back to the team? Well, it's a good question, and I do think they're still a competitive team if he if he doesn't come back. But to me, you're not in that group of teams in terms of uh, this is the window. This You can win a Stanley Cup next year or the year after without Alex Petrangelo. And I realize the parody. I realize we saw what happened in Edmonton. Boston gets knocked out. Uh, but I just think he means that much to the team from the leadership perspective and, and from what he does on the ice. And I think if you have a Colton Preco as the number one pair and you have a Justin Falk as your second guy on the right side, I, I just think there's going to be a drop-off. And not to mention the shock value that you're going to have in the first few months of the season. I mean, you heard it from Ryan O'Reilly and, and David Perron. They can't even imagine Alex Petrangelo not being around, not being on this team. So to me, uh, I, I think that you're looking at a season where you, you just kind of wide-eyed, deers in headlight, uh, sitting there looking at the, a team without Alex Petrangelo. So uh, to me, I, I don't see how they can be the team that uh, Doug Armstrong uh, says they are. Uh, without Alex Petrangelo. JR, everybody should have a subscription to The Athletic. We'll start with that because it makes all the difference in the world in terms of your sports knowledge. But tell people, Blues fans, why it's good news for them that Bill Zito was hired as the general manager of the Florida Panthers. (laughs) That is because Bill Armstrong, the Blues assistant general manager and also the director of amateur scouting, was a candidate for that job and a a strong candidate. Randy, they did talk to a lot of people, uh, Florida did, uh, but they hired Bill Zito yesterday, and and so Bill Armstrong will remain with the St. Louis Blues for now. He's an up-and-coming executive, 50 years old, who's done everything. He's been with the Blues since 2004. He took over for Yarmo Kekalainen in 2010. He's been part of uh, drafting players such as David Perron, such as uh, Jordan Bennington, such as Colton Pareko. He's been involved in all these guys. So uh, he's a good guy to have in your organization. And, and the Blues, uh, we're wishing the best for him in terms of getting that job. But it looks like Bill Armstrong will remain with the Blues. And uh, that's a good thing if you like drafting good players. No doubt about it. JR, you're always great. Have a fantastic Labor Day weekend. Thanks so much for the time. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. I like to listen to you guys talk about the blues. I'm glad I listened. <laughs> Thank you. That's our friend and blues insider Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic, and you should get that athletic subscription. That is uh, on 101 ESPN with Carriker and Swalman. Next up, a Woj bomb has just dropped. It's amazing. Plus, is this Cardinals Day off a good thing for them? That's next on 101 ESPN.